Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome back. Welcome to part two of Off the Beaten Track Podcast with Miss Lindy Layton. I know why you're here, because you enjoyed part one, and rightly so. Isn't Lindy nice? really really lovely manner about her so um i'm not gonna do any long intros here because uh i've already done that at the beginning of part one if you haven't listened to part one what on earth are you doing listening to part two first um enjoy part two of off the beaten track podcast with my special guest miss lindy layton 76 drop that beat it's off the beaten track podcast on the distraction pieces network me stew with him right so we've changed the batteries and uh I'm talking a lot and we're back and we have we've been talking uh in between whilst i've changed the, the the batteries and uh talking about um our children and yeah. and them finding their way yeah yeah and uh my, my two won't let me know what they listen to i swear down they hide every single thing they can't let me because they know that if i find out what they're listening to i'll just go blam it everywhere and i'll just yeah. want to dissect it all and yeah so i don't I have i can hand on heart say i have no idea what my kids are listening to but even though you're a super cool mum because oh, thank you. you know you're you know you live in this amazing house and you know, you've got a whole career of, 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 of music and I it's, I still think that, like, you don't want your mum and dad no. being damn with what you listen to or, mm. you know, and, and it was one of them things as well. Like, I remember also, like, listening to stuff and putting it on the headphones because I didn't want my mum and dad to hear it because I know they would have gone, what is that? Mm. And, like, and as much as... I, I was never one of them people that sort of wanted my mum and dad to hate the stuff I liked because I was angry and I, I just... It's private. It's private. I didn't mm. want them to kind of rain on it. I'd rather, mm. like, you know, I didn't want anyone to go, oh, why are you listening to that? It's rubbish. Mm. Like, I just thought, well, no, I like it. So, mm, 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 mm. you know, but... And you're fragile, aren't you? Definitely, yeah. definitely. And, you know, but you you don't want your parents to be into what you're into. No, do you know what I mean? And true. that's when I look at things like... You know Ed Sheeran and, and and stuff like that and and Adele and I'm not saying these people aren't talented they're obviously very talented but I just think my kids like both of them artists mm. and you know they go to watch them gigs with could easily but well, with with my wife but they could easily go with their grandparents and mm. they would love it as well and I just mm. think do you want to be f- down without 14, mm, 15, mm, mm, just mm. thinking, oh, that's quite nice. Mm, mm. 
should it should have a bit of fire right at that age you should be kind of yeah not wanting your parents to hear what you're into and yeah i think i think it's all a bit tricky on the um on the scenes you know what i mean there's no well i mean what's the ed sheeran scene do you know what i mean i don't know we're we're comfortable with the fact that we got you know knitted jumper that my mum made it's it's is that this you know yeah yeah so i don't know but my two won't. My two, my two have got no no time for for things like that. Yeah. I don't know what. Do you know what? It's amazing, really. I haven't I haven't a clue. Yeah. And um, I'll leave them to it and find out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. <laughs> um, right. So. Where are we up to? Where are we up to? Oh, track four. So um, this is where I asked you to tell me the first record that you actually went out and purchased. Mm. I had a little argument with myself remembering. <laughs> But I had to be really truth, honest with myself of when I actually had... Because there was Woolworths and the seven inches, wasn't yep. there? Mm-hmm. And you've got to remember that when you're 13, do you have your own money? How much was a seven inch when, when we was like around my age? Must have been about that or maybe a little bit more. I know, I can remember a 99p sticker on a seven inch yeah. quite clearly because it might still be on a couple of mine. Yeah. But um, I remember going to the dentist... I remember my, 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 God talked about my sister having all, you know, the tunes and stuff. My sister all yeah. had records, 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 so many records. Um, but when I went to the dentist at one time, um, and obviously you get a little treat if you yeah. can get through it and everything. And mine was, can I have this song? So there was a time where I got my mum to buy me yeah. a seven inch. And then there was a time when I was literally went up to the West End and bought myself yeah. a tune, and that's two, that's they're worlds apart. Okay, so even though they're probably probably, you know, years like two years apart. Well, let, let's. I've only got one here, so okay. let's, let's, let's I have think, them both. I think the first time I, with my own money, went and handed it over in a record shop was Royal House, Can You Feel It, which is called Candy Party. What Can a tune. you feel what it? What a tune. Mm, mm, mm. That's when everything changed. Yeah. So I would have been hurtling towards 17 at that point. Right. So that's a big thing. To This is now me buying my music. Yeah. Going to the West End to do it. Yeah. It's exciting, right? Yeah. Very exciting. But then... Ever since that day, well, not ever since that day, but I have always bought tunes every single week of my life since yeah. then. So when people look at all my music when I'm out playing, yeah, they don't even know the half of it. So living in Hammers, was you in Hammersmith at this point still? Half and half. Right. Lo- so yeah. Go on. Sorry. No, no, no. Me and my mum tricky. So I did live with my godmum a lot of the time. Yeah. And my older years of of going to senior school, like 15, 16, yeah. So in those areas where you lived, was there the independent record shops or did you feel you had to go central and, and West End to, to... There was a record shop in Twickenham, but yeah, I did go up to the West End buy my records. Yeah. Mm. Was that because they had stuff that you couldn't get locally or was it because you wanted the adventure of, of, of going the adventure, up there? and? probably. Yeah. Was there going to be more interesting people in that record shop than maybe the one that was in? Well, I had a, I had a boyfriend that um, was d- into DJing and, and he, he was buying tunes every week as well. So I was generally, for the first, following him. Mm. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And that was that was Todd Terry, right? Todd Terry. Was that track? Um, Royal House. Yeah. Yeah. Is that Todd Terry? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Definitely Sorry. produced by Todd Terry. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, and so... Yes. I mean, how would you describe that record? Would you say that was... 
it was kind of pre-acid house, yeah. early, early, early house music, I guess. Not that early house music, but definitely early acid house music. Yeah, that was definitely going from. That was Norman would say, like dancing with your hands in your pockets, pretending like not dancing to taking your hands out of your pockets and throwing them up in the air. That's a, that's that's a good analogy. I like that. Yeah, because yeah. you, you 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 didn't dance. Yeah. And then acid house came along, and you you were dancing. Yeah. You we weren't dancing. You were, your arms were up, which was yeah. a, which was a first. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I wanna I wanna get on to to that that track. What's the other track? The other track. Well, oh, the other the, the one other that you track. Well, when you come out the dentist. Dentist. That was Yazoo. Only you. <sighs> yeah. You see. Ding, 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 ding. You know, when I ask a lot of people to to pick a song, which is one of the last questions I ask on on, on the podcast, um, from your hometown um, or your home county or whatever, um, a lot of my first episodes were in Essex, and obviously we're very proud of Depeche Mode and Yazoo. Mm-hmm. And I mean, only you by Yazoo, as much as they're a Batherham band and I and I adore them. Mm. My introduction to that song was the Flying Pickets. Oh, stop you know, it! Christmas number one. You know, I was, you know, I was, I was quite <laughs> young, so I just remember seeing these weird bunch of blokes that looked like the blokes I'd seen on the telly on the miners' strike. Disappointing. Like on top of the pops, and just thinking, oh, this is weird. But I do remember thinking it's a beautiful song. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. For anyone that's, that's listening, there's no idea the, the Flying she, Pickets are. She thought of that. Well, yeah, I don't know. Horrified I, at Christmas as well. I was really, really sad when I, I listened to a, a podcast the other day um, called Trailblazers, which is Eddie Temple Morris and Nick Hawks, and uh, and they had Daniel Miller on from Mute Records, and he was saying that Alison Moyer and Vince Clark just did not get on. Like recorded, like the second album was recorded separately, and Ooh. yeah, and like. That's quite quite surprising. He didn't look like the most welcoming people, did he? Well, I mean, Alison Moyer at that point. Can can you remember like what was your 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 thoughts on her when you see her? Because you know she she did not look you know like a pop star like a pop star that you was having thrust upon you on top of the pops. No, no. But then I suppose that's the you know in the eighties it's that digital thing, isn't it? Mm. It's like you know this is electronic music. It's not. Um, it's to it's you know you can dance to it. You don't you, you don't have to look at yeah. you know it's not glam rock or like yeah. you know showbiz or anything. Yeah, um, I think yeah. she's got a, a phenomenal voice. Mm, so yes, yeah, so I I I I remember being absolutely. I think yeah, I'll always remember that record cover because yeah. that was like oh yeah. I don't mind having my teeth drilled out to so I can listen to that now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's a it's a beautiful record that absolutely yeah. beautiful record um mm. so going back to to to, to royal house and candy yeah. party so i'm going i'm going to move on maybe a year mm-hmm. where i ask you to to pick the song for track five it's the song that soundtracks your your clubbing years oh yeah but i mean can you imagine how many that there, there would be yeah that? but um, and you, you're still djing in clubs there so mm-hmm. you know i guess uh, looking at your song choice i imagine it's probably early days of clubbing and and, mm. and, a, and a big there's so many things right before my eyes was was a big one patty day yeah um but i think the, the, the one that i thought of was um uh not let the music play no, no? It wasn't i did a ding 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 
Well, your smile yeah. is hot yeah. as stone, <laughs> and your eyes say, "Take me home." You and I could spend the night of romance in a lot, but when the morning comes, <laughs> will I still want, baby? Let me love you for tonight. Oh, what a yeah. tune! I've got to have your love. I really need it now. That and one. sung to me by Lindy Langan. <laughs> yeah. what, what do I want on a Sunday night? <laughs> so eighties. It's the beginning of it. Yeah. That's the intro. Ding, 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 it sounds mm. sounds weird. Let's stop and listen to this. Yeah. Mm. Right. And I think when the vocal and the Hit bass. It. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's just awesome. And mm. and and that's one of them tracks that transcends genres as well. Yes. That's one that Soul you know, Disco. Acid house. Acid house. You know, that would have been a Hacienda classic without a shadow. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, see, that one. That's a good one, isn't it? Yes, yeah, an absolute stone cold classic. Mm. Um, so, clubbing at that point. Mm. So, we're talking. We're talking being dragged around with Norman Cook. Right. All over the world. While all my friends that I grew up with around here and in Hammersmith right. raving. So let's let's talk about this, right? Because, um, uh, so how how did how did this come about? From from like, how did you end up? How did Beats International happen? I ran away from home when I was seventeen. Right. And I okay. So when I was at school, living with my godmum, um, who lived round the corner and was also running the agency of the school. And all kinds of manners of jobs came in. And one of the jobs that came in was a, a girl band. So I went into this girl band and we did some freaky shit, like just weird songs. Didn't really, wasn't really going anywhere. One of the girls got another job somewhere else. Another girl got a job somewhere else. But the manager, I was left and the manager said to me, um, you know, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to do everything. There's so many things I want to do. Have you heard this? Have you heard that? Have you heard this? Have you heard that? And um, I had this white label of a track that I'd bought up in, in town. And someone that I knew, knew someone who told me that the guy who did this thing that was called, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Like something breaks. Uh, Burundi breaks, I think mm -hmm. it was called. Um, is the guy from the House Martins who's white and was in a shitty band, but now he's doing his own thing. So I had this track and I said to the, the manager guy, this is what I want to do, something like this. And I knew in my heart that the guy who made that tune was coming from the same place as me in that he appreciated all these breaks that I was also buying and listening to and and stuff. But I, But he's also white and in a shitty band well, it's not shitty. He was really, really famous and popular. Mm -hmm. But to me, it was a bit shitty. Mm. So he was obviously experimental. And so I was thinking, well, if I could do it with him. And he was like, what's his name? And I said, he's Norman Cook. And he's in this band called The Housemate. He says, oh, I think I know his publisher. So I said, well, can we find him then? I made him call him up. And he, this, he called the guy up, the publisher guy. And um, he said, yeah, Norman's coming in this afternoon. Was he still we, in the house, Martins, at this point? No, he wasn't in the house, Martins. He was, he was trying to do his own thing because Norman's always been a deep cutting and scratching mm -hmm. DJ, and he was um, doing all these breaks and funny little mixes and stuff. 
and yeah sure enough he was going into this office in Chiswick and I um I said let's go then and I literally went that afternoon and Norm and waited until Norman came and and he was quite excited because there was a young girl wanting to see him went in the office and I said I like this <laughs> with this 12 inch thing he says do you I said, yeah, 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 maybe I could sing on it or, 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 or something. And he said, oh, I don't know about that. I've just got married. My wife doesn't really want me to do anything else uh, that's going to cause any trouble. I'm just going to live in Brighton type thing was what he was trying to say. And, and um, I said, well, I could just give it a go. Maybe I could sing something. I'll find something to sing. And I went on the Saturday to Brighton um, and never came back. <laughs> Cleaned out my bedroom got my friend to give me a lift, just went to Brighton and Norman put me up in his flat with an MC and um, and another DJ, so I was 17 and then I went and recorded the first song that came into my head which was Just Be Good To Me and put that vocal on top of these breaks that he'd done and um, and that was it and I never went home after that. Wow. Yeah, 17. And so from... Recording that track, was that, did you, was it then re-recorded or was it the... No, that was the vocal, yeah. Right. And so then how long before that got signed and released? Three weeks. Wow. Because all those breaks and little things that he'd been doing um, was ready to put out as an album. So I guess that meeting that he was coming to have was like, oh, I finished my album. Yeah. So I jumped on the album as it was finished so I think they thought they had a hit when I did that yeah because it was a it was I mean all the other th bits and pieces that he'd done on there were all kind of just breaky African yeah. beats and stuff like that and um and this funny little song that he'd done with Billy Bragg he said oh can you just re-vocal this so we turned this like political Billy Bragg song into a pop song uh, yeah and then every I mean it was literally weeks I didn't even unpack my bags and we were off away and so, I mean... But, but at that time, that was um, when Lich... I mean, when I look back, it was all... It all was just all happening at the same time. So was this 88? No, 89. 89. Yeah. Um, end of 89 into 90. So you can imagine, literally everybody, all my mates were putting their, you know, raving and they yeah. were out. Um so everything all just happened at once. That that year was Acid House. That yeah. was Manchester. That was Manchester. That was you know. let's stop being like it was all the all the DMC. All the events. Daisy Age hip hop, Della Soul, Jungle Brothers, yes, Tribe, all of that dropped. Like that was happening. So I I was I was so our first gigs that we were doing were the DMC gigs. So all all the gigs in town, in London and England, were the DMC uh, events because it was like was. Yeah, all, 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 all of that stuff. So, was you, you know, did how did you feel, you know, doing them gigs, um, the DMC shows, as... A little white girl. As a little white girl with the bloke from the Ass Martins. Well, this is it, but Norman, because he was so good at... He was good at his cutting and everything, he, he was actually a judge. So, he wasn't... He was... Um, he, 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 he... I had the security of Norman being sort of, you know... Yeah. Uh, like my boy, he was like my big brother, really. But it was insane because some of it was easy peasy, but then there was um, 
there were these three girls called the She Rockers. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, and one of them was Betty Boo. Yeah. So she was white as well. Anyway, it was a little bit tricky. Um, yeah, it was a, it, it was a little bit tricky. It was really badly tricky at one Kiss FM gig where we were, went on before LL Cool J. And that was, that was when I realised that I wasn't innocent anymore and actually I needed to, I don't know, just, I don't know, that was horrific. But it was exciting, innocent, I was innocent. And so I was passionate about what I was doing and I loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. I made friends with all of the, all of the DMC competitors and yeah, had a great time. Was you, you know, was you driven? Very. I just loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I was fascinated how the white ones had to work ten times harder than than um, than the black uh, DJs at the time. I don't know if that's out of order of me to say that, but it's true. Yeah. Like if you was a little, you know white kid yeah. went up on that stage with yeah. three turntables you were going to get booed until yeah. you did something well that that was dj destruction yeah uh, you know he, he he went up there and you know i guess it's you know can be tricky yeah uh, um when you're singing it's, it's really hard <laughs> i can imagine yeah it's really hard but you can't look at it like that you've just got to be like this is what i've got to give so after a, a you know a gig where all of a sudden you just think do you know what? Maybe this, this, this isn't as straightforward and as as, as innocent yeah. and as fun. Like, how did you sort of regather yourself and think? Right, well, now I've maybe got to wise up to some maybe some realities of this industry and 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 you know, and the realities of cultural differences and how you know you might be perceived you know mm -hmm. in 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 them genres of music at the time. Yeah, but thanks to. Um the rave thing of ecstasy of yeah. everybody taking all these drugs that made them not care and love each yeah. other had a massive impact on yeah. music and it was to our advantage really because there was no prejudice anymore you weren't yeah. judged everybody you know can have a good time together yeah so there was that you yeah. know but it's tight yeah um and so, so you know all of a sudden, you've 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 done a bunk from home, and you're mm. you're living in in, in, Brighton. in Brighton in Norman's flat, and you're on top of the pops. I like, know. I, I mean, but, as but but I was really pissed off because all my friends were out raving, yeah, and I was in Brighton, and it felt like I was at the end of the world, like all these grown up people, yeah, drinking in the pubs. It was boring. Yeah. You wanted a bit of field in Essex. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Sunrise. I did. Yeah. And then, and then everything. If ever we did go and do have any fun, it was um, we'd get shuffled off somewhere else. Yeah. So I, you know, I think I felt like I was missing out, but, even though I was doing all that. <laughs> yeah, but did, I mean, you know, was it? I mean, how how long was you know how long, how many sort of months years did that relentless ride of that? go for well I, I thinking about that i we we traveled a lot obviously traveled 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 yep. japan australia did all this stuff and um i'd say 17 18 19 20 21 like four years when i was 21 i'd had enough and um uh yeah that's when i moved back to london and um lived in hammersmith again and yeah it's about four years 
Why did you come back? Just to family and friends? I just, we just did everything that we could do together and all the traveling made me a bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was with boys, there was all boys and I was the only girl and I'd missed an awful lot with my friends and um, Norman was quite overpowering really. So I, 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 yeah, I mean, lovely and everything. We had an amazing time, but uh, I'd burnt myself out. Yeah. Yeah. So I just remember looking back now. I remember being about 21 and being in bed for about three weeks. Just tired. And tired and had enough. Yeah. And I felt like I wanted to retire. I felt like I'd done it. Done it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? I know. I, I didn't know. really know what work was as well. Yeah. So that cut to a lot of drama for the next 10 years in my life. Yeah. Where I didn't really work. I lost my dad. Lost my manager. Everything went. And this is in the process of signing a solo deal and. Yeah. Yeah. Did all kinds of stuff. But that's me really. I suppose never really been one thing, never been on a on a on one road. Yeah. I've always liked the side roads. Yeah. I've been much more into I don't like the obvious road. It's good to leave a few doors open and have a look yeah, in. Yeah, just in have magic what... to see what the magic takes me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to feel like you want to retire in your early twenties is bananas, isn't I'm it? Like I am literally done. Yeah. Literally done. What? Uh, what is there? Nothing. Yeah. That's incredible. I know. I, I really think. I, and and yeah. I used to think. Oh, look at that lovely house. How do you get a house like that? I think you probably have to work for it. How do you do that? Okay. So, I mean, also, aside from, you know, the the, the touring and the travelling and the and missing out, um, on on you know maybe what your friends that. You know, back in Hammersmith, for doing as you said, you know, going raving and things like that. Like, how did you, you know, had, had doing things like Grange Hill and commercials as a kid? Like, were, were you? I suppose if you was at stage school, no, you wasn't. But how do you, how did you deal with fame? Did you enjoy it? Hated it. Really awful, especially being in Brighton when it's quite a small town and people did. Well, I I, I didn't notice it, but I remember Norma's wife at the time saying, "You know, they're looking at you," and I was like, "They're stupid." hated it that's why I cut my hair off I just used to eat McDonald's and drink beer and just I I, I, could, I couldn't bear it I couldn't bear people that I didn't know recognising me so what how I don't understand what do you know about me I, yeah. I hated it I, it's not something that I think is it's there's nothing positive to me about people that I don't know knowing me yeah that's I can't I still can't see anything positive in that yeah really it's strange I mean not that I've got any concept of fame you're but you're a human being it's like your pri- it's private yeah you know what I mean yeah it's all private I don't really know why everyone needs to know about it, it, it it's quite strange I mean as I was talking to you earlier about like um, doing a bit of travelling with one of the guys from the in-betweeners and stuff like that and at the height of that TV show like literally just stopping in the services to get a coffee you can't do it. and he sits down and, and people have no concept of it might be rude to just walk Human. up to someone when they're just having a coffee with a friend 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That's it. And just, and then want to have a photo with that person. Absolutely. And if you're, if you're young as well and you don't know, you don't, you're not that comfortable in yeah. yourself yet and you don't really know. And then someone you don't know comes up to you and says, I don't like your hair like that. Yeah. You, you put on weight. Yeah. You're supposed to be like robot. Yeah. But I'm way too sensitive for comments like that. Yeah. Way too sensitive. And I'd get that all the time. Oh, you, I don't like you like that. What are you doing with that? Oh, I don't like that. That's weird, isn't like it? A grocery man and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh. I just always used to, like, the concept of going anywhere and, and everybody's staring at him. Mm. And I just think, you can't just, because for me, if I go to, a shopping centre or if I go to Tesco's mm. I can walk through there and all I'm worried about is what I'm in there to do and I maybe I might see one of my mates but if everywhere you go people are, are looking at you and you know that they're whispering about you and pointing at you that's surreal right mm, it's not comfortable and I know a lot of people go well that's a byproduct of being famous you know if mm. you want the money and you want that and you want the but it doesn't make that any more normal does it no and it's not it's not um it's not something that you you're taught about as well i mean that i think now with all the competitions and all that stuff on the tv and and you have to say i want it i want it. hello i've interrupted the podcast again haven't i sorry it won't take a sec all i want to say is the songs that we're talking about in this podcast if we can't play them it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such so if you want to hear the songs 
just go over to Spotify and search Off The Beat and Track Podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. What's your what's your thoughts on, on, on these reality TV shows, Indy? I think it's that. It's the thing of you, you need to be... You know, I think you need to have a th- therapy before all of that stuff. Not I think after. it's dark. I don't like it. It is very... I mean, look at all these amazing, talented people that you just don't know what they're doing anymore. Like what happened to Lamar? Yeah. See that guy, Lamar, he won yeah. one of those competitions. Or maybe he didn't win it. He came second. Yeah. With that lovely, soulful, soft yeah. voice. What an amazing talent he had. Yeah. You know, how does he feel about the fact that no one really knows who he is anymore? I think, I do think there's an element to it of if you want instant fame, mm. because let's have it right. If we, if we if we use X Factor as an as an example, it's X Factor the TV show is just a marketing campaign, right? It's mm. just. Let's just get a load of people, familiarise these people. Each has got a sub story and a backstory, mm. and we're going to market that. Yeah. And then all we'll do is all the all our opinion poll is the people that watch and vote. Mm. And so by the end of it, we've got our winner, which is the one that the most people like. Mm. And then we've just got our product. And mm. I think that's really I know, terrible, it's sick, isn't it? You know, and and however astute a businessman Simon Cow is, it's. I, th- I think it's odorous what he does, and I, I can't stand it. No, you but, think about the people as well, the kids and stuff. And and it's weird because you know I think as a you know looking at my children and things like that now, you know that is almost like part of their culture now. That you know that, mm. that if you want fame, you just now go to an Put island and have sex with someone with a six pack, mm. and and then you're famous. But mm. like all of these things. To a to a degree, there's exceptions with your One Directions and whatnot, but all of your, I I think the bite on that is that if you're prepared to go on them shows and f- and go for fast track, mm. it's going to be short lived. Mm. You know, you're going to get it and it's going to be huge, and then mm. I don't think there's longevity in it because by then he's already set up his next marketing campaign, which mm. is going to be some other. Poor young soldier's going to get pulled in, spat out. Mm. I think the, the the thing that they don't, that people don't understand about it is the higher you go up with the, it's the ego, and that's one thing that y- we don't get taught about. And you have to wait till you bloody had your kids before you start looking into it. It's your ego. You know, you don't. The more you inflate it, the harder it is when it's deflated to yeah. to deal with it. And you know, it's the same with everybody. It's a human thing. You're amazing, you're amazing, look how amazing you are. Amazing, amazing, amazing. You're like, oh, maybe I, whoa. And then you say, actually, you're shit. Like, you know, that's not nice, is it? No. <laughs> but, it, it, you know. And as but you I can st- take the shit comment. Yeah. And that's just going to just, you know, that that's so much more painful because yeah. you've had all of those, that other stuff, you yeah. know. So these poor kids... You know, oh, you're amazing, you're amazing, you're amazing, yeah. amazing, amazing. And then and then you go out into the world and you just, that's not maintained, it's yeah. not sustainable. And as you said, they're kids. Of course they uh, are. You know, oh they're, they're going to be riddled with insecurities and don't know who they are as people yet. And, and like you say, it's, it's, 
sustainable food, sustainable fame, sustainable, yeah. you know, this is not thought about. Yeah. And everyone wonders why there's flipping, you know, everybody just gives up. Yeah. My kids talk about the, the girls at, at their school, they're just given up, you know what I mean? Yeah. They're, not, they're, not, they're not even, it's one or the other. They're either thinking that they're going to, you know, this is sustainable fame. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, I think the music industry is a, a very odd place now. Mm. I think, you know, looking at so many of the acts on here, like mm. Mike Oldfield and, mm. and Fleetwood Mac, and, you know, mm. you think most of these bands found their moment mm. five, six albums down the line. Mm. It's never going to happen now. No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You ain't had your, you your 10,000 Shazams on your first single yeah. You're never going to get that album, you know. It's scary, mm. you know, and it, and, it, and it hinders creativity. And and I think it just fans the flames of shit like X Factor because that's where, mm. you know, I guess they think, well, well I'll just give that a whirl then. Mm. Um, I, I don't watch, we don't watch anything that's got a competition in it. If there's no. a competition, then it's not, it's not, it's, it's too heartbreaking. Yeah. It's too heartbreaking. Probably not even for the people that don't win, for the winners more yeah. than anything. Yeah. So I'll see you in a couple of years. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm not into it. No. Right. What's next? Track six. So I've asked you to pick your favourite song from an artist from your hometown. Yeah, well, I don't think there's anybody really from my hometown. So from my country, I'm just thinking of English artists. And um, the Kate Bush is always going to be mine I share her with a lot of other people but mm, Kate Bush she's she's incredible right yeah incredible. Uh, in in every possible way shape or form yeah you know um, she's a gift yeah did you manage to get to the the show no I've never seen her live screwed when he took his mum and uh yeah, Pip got into that show and he said it was phenomenal. Oh, stop uh, it! Because they took they they refused to let people. I think they bagged up phones and things like that, so you yeah. couldn't film it and things yeah. like that. Which is great. Yeah. And it's like, you know, enjoy it in that moment. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's amazing. it's something that's you know, whoever thought Kate Bush was going to perform live again, and you do, oh, and it's yeah. a, you know, you had to be oh, there to experience it. it. Brilliant. Uh, amazing. So. Growing up, was 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 Kate Bush on, uh, you know, on your radar, or is this something that you've got into as I, you've sort of got older? No, and, and, she's and always been there, always been there, always been there. I mean, in the seventies, obviously, she was always there, and my sister listened to her a lot. So yeah, I mean, it just I, can't, I don't even know where to start talking about Kate Bush. Well, as as a you know as Female. a as a female and as mm. a performer, mm. I mean, I'm talking about yourself here. Like, mm. how how important for you was when you was on stage was performance, not just vocal, but mm. like your performance? Because Kate Bush's was as oh. visual as it yeah. was sonic. Yeah. 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 No, I've never been a visual person. Yeah. I'd always rather not be there. Yeah. Like, you know, I DJ every weekend. Yeah. And um. I would much rather not. If I go to a club and there's a booth that's covered up, yeah. like the old um, Clerkenwell, what was the Clerkenwell? Yeah, I know what you mean. On a Saturday, um, I can't remember that was called, but that was heaven for me because yeah. it was in a nobody could see, 
and you had a boo that's just genius yeah. that's what you want when you're a DJ why would you want everyone to be looking at you yeah the whole point of you to be there is to enjoy the music it's like well don't look at me yeah but but <laughs> DJ culture I mean that's something that from DMC I guess was was, was I, I guess no I guess DJing is an art form however you look at it but now DJs now are rock stars, right? I know. And it's, it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if it works for them and, and the people like to do that, but I was looking at Fat Boy Slim show the other day. I mean, when Norman married... Do you know, I, I wasn't even thinking of Norman then. Yeah, I was actually yeah. thinking of like your Guettas and your Calvin Harris. Oh, I know, but, I know, I know. But obviously... Norman comes in this... Norman, yeah, of course. You know, people go to see Norman and they don't even really know... They don't know his history. They yeah. don't know what he's about. They don't know what kind of DJ he is where he's come from yeah you know, he's a proper dj i don't yeah. think people even know that yeah you know what he can yeah. do um i mean he plays amazing tunes and that's why they go and see him but um you know they stand there no it wasn't norman it was annie mack yeah and they're in ibiza i can't even, i can't even watch it I can't, I can't even watch it but they're all still standing there like looking at her just bobbing their heads up and down so what are you looking, what are you looking at her for she doesn't even want you to look at her Take your hands out your pockets, like Norman says, and put them in the air. Yeah, <laughs> turn round and like do what do yeah. do do with the music what you yeah. want to do with it. Is, you know, she's mm -hmm. not going to do anything. She's playing your music. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, I think if you're going to go clubbing, you're going to go. You're going to dance, right? Well, I would have thought so. It's kind of what what I think anyway. Yeah. And and for me, the concept of Actually, no, I'm going to stand with my phone in my hand. Like what, <laughs> filming the DJ. Filming the DJ. It's probably got a mix, especially if it's a radio thing. Yeah. Going to like a roach or something. They've probably yeah. got a mix. I mean, I've stood with Kiss FM. Like I do, I do a lot of those history things. Yeah. So they have the, um, you know, the, the 90s thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And um, the DJs that play on the radio and they DJ. So the people yeah. buy the ticket, they're going to see, yeah. you know, so-and-so from Kiss FM yeah. and the PAs. This so and so from the from the radio show, yeah. he's got a mix. He's got like an hour's C on a CD, an hour's mix of things, and he's just standing there, like jumping up and down. So, I mean, if it works for them, brilliant. It definitely works for them because I know yeah. they, they can charge a lot of money doing that. Yeah. But I and without blowing smoke up your ass, yeah, mm. you're you're a great DJ. Thank you. Um, it was it was one of them things when. You first DJed for me. I didn't, you know, really know what to expect. And I remember sitting, <laughs> sitting in the car with Pip, and we were like, "Mate, that was ridiculous!" <laughs> like, and yeah, um, you sort of said, "What's the vibe here?" And I was like, "Play whatever you want." And and I think the first time you was vinyl. Mm. Um, and yeah, absolutely, yeah, delivered every time. <laughs> uh, and uh, and yeah, absolutely. Cracking, very, took the roof off. Very hands-on, and um, we sort of, yeah. I mean, I'm, I get sort of pleasantly surprised when I realise now on CDJs that you've got the BPM count. Yeah. You know, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I like to mix and yeah, I like to um, yeah, play, play about. We haven't actually mentioned the Kate Bush track. I was I put Army Dreamers on mm. there because um, of the intro, and ironically, when I listen to it now, which I still do, I still play Kate Bush all the time. Mm. If I, you know, think of what, what, what 
if I'm going to just go bang while I'm fiddling about doing the housework, mm. it's probably Kate Bush. And I listened to Army Dreamers the other day. And, um, yeah, my, both my boys want to go in the Army. Really? Yeah. And, um, like I'm ever going to sign that bit of paper to let mm. them go. It's just not going to happen. But, you know, like I said, I don't really know where to start with Kate yeah. Bush. But her... Her, She's her vision and imagination. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's just a gift to anybody who's lucky enough to be able to have hearing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And understand female energy and, yeah. um, you know, beauty. This woman's work. Yeah. Will knock me sideways. Yeah, I know. And just. Vocal in that. I mean, I, I like, I like hearing a song that's going to make me well up. You mm. know, I like indulging them emotions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, and that song. Mm. What, it's just tears in a song, it's isn't it? Just could not put that any better. Yeah, yeah, it is that. It mm. is that, and it's it's a voice like no other. Oh, I think I've got. I think I know how to explain uh, to uh, to explain Kate Bush now. Okay, it's that when you talk about what. Um, it's like a, it's like a, on the edge of a sneeze, you know when you when you're about to cry, it's a teeny bit like a, just the feeling of a sneeze coming, isn't it? That weird breathlessness. Yeah, and it's a tickle in the back of your yep. nose, in the back of your eyes, and in your heart. So it's like a little bit of a heart tickle. Yeah. That's Kate Bush. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tickly, having that. Tickly sneezy, like. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, look. We, we've come to the last track, mm. and uh, and this I can imagine this song that you've chosen would sound incredible in this bunker's room. Um, so I've asked you to pick uh, a song that many may not know mm. that you would like them to hear. Mm. And uh, can you remember what you chose for that one? Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, because I could, I just jangled my chains and then I remembered the jangling yeah. Yeah. intro of the four. Um, horseman, Aphrodite's yep. child. Yeah. When um, when I was teeny weeny, I remember hearing that another th 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 in um, my cousin's room in Wales, and I listened to it a lot still because it it Dennis Demis Roussos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's rocks. He's so amazing. He's Who amazing. else was in that band with him? I don't know. I can't it's, name anyone else. <laughs> it's Demis Roussos and... Prog Rock, isn't it? it? It's someone else quite famous as well. Is it? I don't know. And it's really strange because this is just... I didn't know he was in that band. And someone the other day... It was this week's guest was talking about Demis Roussos in this psychedelic band with someone else. And so oh, that is this band. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Four Horsemen. Yeah, yeah, it's deep. It's 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 insane. Yeah, yeah. But his vocal, he he's um, he's just got a cr crazy range, mental, so um, emotional, and yeah. And it's not the Demi Roussos that when you think of that that you. I always you, think anybody that was hot in the seventies and sixties. Shit in the eighties. Yeah, that's my philosophy, and it's gen generally true. Because they ca they kind of capitalise on the seventies, and you can never capitalise on the seventies. Don't capitalise on the sixties or seventies with anything. 
Did anyone, did anyone get away with it? The Rolling Stones didn't. Debbie Harry didn't. Um, Paul McCartney didn't. Paul McCartney definitely didn't. Bowie? Uh, Bowie, Bowie didn't for me. No. Really, no. It just got on my nerves. Um, who else is there? Who's hot in the seventies and not hot in the Rod 80s? Stewart. Well, I mean, maybe your mum might say differently. <laughs> my mum will probably have been all over uh, a bit of Dan Tan train. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. It weren't for me. Yeah, it depends, uh, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there was anyone. I don't think there was. I think that's... Uh, Elton John? No. Exactly proves my point. Yeah, that's a great... Example. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can you go from tiny dancer to passenger? Yeah. God. Exactly. Just stop. Yeah. You get to the end of the seventies and it work and it's it's happening. Stop. Yeah. Maybe try again. He should have left years. it alone, Elton John. Mm. But he'll I think, never leave it alone. I think in nineteen eighty was it nineteen eighty? His hair grew back. It was, wasn't it? Because all his hair fell out. Then all of a sudden, it, it all got grew put back. back in. <laughs> it got put back on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, he, he wouldn't go away again. Uh, uh, it's true. Such a massive jump from the seventies to the eighties. I think with Elton John, right? I think people are going to look back and know when you like you look at Elvis in 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 the jumpsuit, right? Yeah. Fat Elvis in 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 the the the, the uh, you know the very early seventies or late sixties, and you just think no one looked like that. Mm. That's just Elvis, yeah. right? And I look at Elton John now, mm. and every time I see him, <laughs> it's weird. Like mm. his style is vile. Yeah. But it's definitely his own. Yeah. Like, it's shit. Mm. But if maybe if Gianni Versace was still alive, it, he might be, they might be able to sit together and go. We need well, to have a little look at this. Yeah. 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 I don't think, yeah, I don't think there's anyone that could sit next to him that he could fit in with. Apart from Gianni Versace, I think. Yeah. Did you watch the, the yeah. assassination of I, I Versace? I up on it after a while, but. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. I yeah. thought I thought that was great. Yeah, she, uh, the Penelope Cruz was good. Wasn't yeah, she, she was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah, she really looked like Donatella yeah, she was as fantastic. well. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, I like the way they didn't squash her nose, but she yeah. still looked good. Yeah, still looked like her. Oh, essence. Uh, yes, yes, and and the young lad that played the um the the, the murderer. Yeah, he like, was good. Yeah, I thought he was American psychophied. Yeah, definitely, yeah. like mm -hmm. worryingly handsome and cool, but. Bonkers. Yeah, psycho. Yeah. Yeah, so we're going to listen to Four, Four Horsemen. Yes, that's yeah. going to be on there. That's going to be on there without, without a shadow. Good. Uh, yeah. Second verse is better than the first because okay. he gets more warmed up. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it ends as well, it goes off into the distance with just like a happy, like, colourful puff of smoke. Yeah. I wish I wish you could have just seen Lindy then as she explained that. <laughs> Her arms were everywhere, like in this bananas room. There's jangles of jewelry, like jewelry. Sorry, it is like yeah. It could easily have been Stevie Nicks, I imagine, in about 19 sort of 71 somewhere. Uh, brilliant. So, Lindy, yes, we're we're, we're now um, we're now at the end, and so like, I kind of want to know um, what a what's what's an average day for for Lindy now? What's you know what's what, what's, what's going on? What's going on? 
well, I'm always preparing for, for, for some kind of um, musical extravaganza because I've now found myself resident at the V&A Museum and the V&A Museum for their exhibits wow yeah so i can be asked from one week to the next to maybe do frida carlo exhibition opening where i have to play mexican music and get all jangly for that really and then i will be asked to do a summer party at the vna museum so I'm, I'm yeah i couldn't be happier with my stuff yeah and then i'll have like a saturday night which is just a standard you know keep everyone dancing yeah play a bit of everything or, yeah, so I've always got something to prepare for. Yeah. So around my preparing um, time, I've got two children. Yeah. A new husband. And um, a house to keep going. To yeah. Keep twinkling. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of twinkling to maintain. <laughs> I do a lot of yoga as well, Stu. Yeah. Yeah. So that I'll always get a class in. Life's good, right? Hot yoga. Yeah, life's really good. Excellent. You look happy, Thank which you. is nice to see. And. <laughs> And yeah, all I can say is thank you so much for inviting me into your home and making me lovely coffee. It wasn't yes, instant coffee, it was it? really nice coffee. Yeah, it's nice Brazilian coffee, that yeah, is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, 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 that's a good one, that, isn't it? And it's, it's lovely to see you again. And me too. And we'll, uh, we'll have you back down the book club for, uh, next time. for the next Wheel Lizards. I'll go a bit later as well, okay. time, rather than the first time part of the night. Yeah, let's I do need it. I to go on when they're a bit more sweaty. yeah. Yeah, it does get sweaty down there as well. Sweaty. I like the sweaty time rather yeah. than the pre-sweaty time. All right, yeah. I'll, let, I'll let you get your sweat on next yeah, time. Next time. Uh, Lenny, thanks, mate. That's all right, thank you. Cheers. <laughs> there you go. That was the end of part two. That was the podcast. Finished, finito, kaput, done. <sighs> it was a real joy. It was a real joy. It took it took a while to drive all the way to Lindy's. Um, I was met um, with Lindy, who was... Who was Absolutely gracious, gave me a tour of a crazy, beautiful, bohemian house, um, and then made me some delicious coffee. Uh, it wasn't a, a couple of spoonfuls of Maxwell Ass, and uh, it was freshly made coffee, and it was lush, which was good because I had a bit of a journey home afterwards, so uh, it kept me nice and alert for the journey home. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as, as, as I did recording it. Thanks ever so much, people, for your ongoing support of this podcast. It's it, it's blown me away, um, the, the the things that that you guys are saying, and, and so far, it's all been it's all been really kind and positive. So, thanks loads. Um, have a lovely week, and there'll be another podcast out next week. If you can't be bothered to wait until then, have a little look back in the the, the back catalogue of releases that we've done, and if you like me wittering on talking nonsense. I do it on the Hardcore Listing Podcast with my colleague Chris Glasson. Uh, We talk to guests over there um, about their top five things. So they all pick a subject and they count down a top five on it. So there's there's about 80 episodes over there if you uh, you want to go and try something else as well as this. So I'm going to shut up. I'll let you get on with your day. Thanks for listening again. Bye-bye. It's off the beat and track podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. Keep me stew with him. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.